Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Today we are continuing our summer series, Vibrant and Victorious Living, a series of messages to inspire and elevate our consciousness out of suffering and into a more vibrant and victorious way of living. And I'd like to begin with a promise in the Hebrew scriptures and a claiming of that promise with a quote from A Course in Miracles. The scripture passage is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 1, and it reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come, the glory of Yahweh has risen upon you. And the passage from A Course in Miracles, Today I will accept the truth about myself. I will rise in glory and allow the light in me to shine upon the world throughout the day. I'm going to repeat that again and ask you to claim that with me. Today I will accept the truth about myself. I will rise in glory and allow the light in me to shine upon the world throughout the day. And so it is. So what does unity mean to you? What is your elevator speech for describing unity? What brings you to unity? And thank you, Mara, again for sharing a bit of your story. I imagine if we went around the room and we would have as many descriptors as there are people here, and they would all be correct. When I'm asked that question, I have several layers of response. Unity is a positive, practical path to spiritual living. Unity is a place you go to question your unquestioned answers. I'll say that again. Unity is the place you go to question your unquestioned answers. Unity does not give answers, but it will tell you again and again that the final answer must come from within yourself. Unity is about radical self-responsibility, which requires self-awareness and being grounded in truth with a capital T, regardless of the facts of the day. Unity is practicing the presence and being the best Christ that we can be. Next slide, please. Our work in unity begins in consciousness, our consciousness. It's about raising the quality of our thoughts and feelings to be more in alignment with our divine nature, the indwelling Christ. I was thinking about our core values here at Unity of Fairfax as a guide for living a vibrant and victorious life, spirit-centered, integrity, inclusion, love in action, and peace, our doing flowing from a sense of our being. Our lives are lived in the space between. And in order to get to the good part, vibrant and victorious living, the first step is to shine a light on those causes or conditions of suffering that prevent us from living vibrantly or victoriously in mind, body, and spirit. And these can include natural disasters, external causes not linked to nature, including systemic racism, wealth disparities, exclusion of people based on race, religion, or sexual orientation, just to name a few, and internal attitudes and beliefs that distort our self-perception and worldview. Any one of these can overwhelm or distract us and cause us to lose sight of truth, of ourselves as individualized expressions of God, of good, and that begins the process of lessening our focus inward and ultimately our capacity for vibrant, victorious living. 
Over the last three weeks, we've explored the polarity between acceptance and shame, redemption and guilt, enthusiasm and apathy. And today we will explore the polarity between wisdom and ignorance. So let's unpack wisdom and ignorance for a moment. A core unity teaching is on the 12 powers or 12 attributes of Christ consciousness that we all have within us. And wisdom or spiritual judgment is one of those powers. And as with all of the powers, we are using them all of the time, though not always at the highest level of consciousness. Divine wisdom is our ability to judge, discern, evaluate, be wise, appraise, and practically apply what we know. But underdeveloped, wisdom is foolish, unwise, imprudent, and rash. And overdeveloped, it is shrewd, clever, crafty, calculating, and cunning. There are several passages in the scriptures where Jesus pointed to the correct methods of judgment. In the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus said, Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Always, he pointed to the importance of judging by the standards of the higher self. One difficulty lies, though, in the fact that people are too prone to judge as true things as they appear. In his book, Power Up, Reverend Paul Hasselbeck takes it a step further. He writes, we say, let's look at the facts. It sounds so simple, but wait, what exactly is the truth? How do we know it when we hear it? It's not always as simple as it seems. Even research can be confusing. For example, when you think research would confirm what a truth is, there's clear documented research that reported that five cups of coffee a day may cut heart disease. But another well-documented study that indicates drinking five or more cups of coffee increases the risk of heart problems. One study claimed coffee is good for you because it helps prevent Parkinson's disease and diabetes, while another said that coffee is bad for you because it contributes to osteoporosis. What's a coffee lover to do? <laughs> Choose the research that supports what you want to do, of course. And you certainly don't have to go very far today to hear the differences of opinion on some crucial conversations that we are having in this country right now. The value of COVID vaccines and mask wearing, or in discussions on systemic racism, or exclusion of any people based on race, religion, or sexual orientation. Whether we are talking about research, personal opinions, politics, lifestyles, or religion, the result is the same. When we hear conflicting information, we must and we do have the wisdom to know the difference, the wisdom to discern the truth. Each of these 12 powers is associated with an energy center in the body, and wisdom is located in the pit of the stomach. And think about it. When you really know something, what might you say? I feel it in my gut. Unity co-founders Myrtle and Charles Fillmore did not receive the power of revelation they received the degree of revelation that they were able to receive, and we are no different. I was out at Unity Village several, week, several years ago for a week of classes, one being a Unity prayer class, and we had the assignment one day to call Silent Unity and to request prayers from a prayer associate to have that experience. At the time, I was discerning a call or a path in ministry, and I really didn't have a sense where these classes were leading me. Well, I do now. And so I asked the associate for prayers of support for discernment. The prayer was very gentle. It pointed me to the indwelling Christ. And while it was longer, the one line that I remember is that we affirm that you are already blessed with clarity. 
We affirm that you are already blessed with clarity. When I hung up the phone, I spent some time in the silence to see what clarity was there for me. And what I received in response to that prayer for wisdom for a path forward in ministry was, open your heart, show up authentically, and do the next thing. The clarity wasn't like a AAA triptych that detailed every step of the way. Any rem anyone remember those? But it did provide me a way forward guided by the inner light, that inner knowing. So let's talk for a moment about knowing with a lowercase k and with a capital K. There is a pie chart some of you may, seen, may have seen. The smallest slice is about 5%, which is what I know. Another 8% slice is what I know I don't know. And the rest of the pie is what I don't know that I don't know. And we each have our list of fill in the blanks, which are different for each one of us. And that's where we experience tension in the world, when what I know or think I know conflicts with what you know or think you know. And this is where divine wisdom comes in, discerning, evaluating, judging from our higher self. And when we harmonize wisdom with the powers of love and faith, there is a harmony in consciousness in both individual and group discernment. But there is another slice of the pie chart that I didn't mention, and this is a little bit more difficult that I want to spend some time with, and that is what I intentionally choose not to know, perhaps because it's inconvenient, unpopular, or traumatic. And this is where ignorance comes in. There is a crucial difference between the act of ignoring something and the state of being genuinely ignorant of it, even though they can appear to be very similar, even identical. The word ignorance comes from the same root word as ignore. The root of both words includes the meaning to take no notice of, pay no attention to. When you ignore something, it doesn't mean you're not aware of it. It doesn't mean you don't see it. It means that you deliberately choose not to focus on it. Our capacity to ignore what is inconvenient, unpopular, or traumatic is not new. Ignorance, whether passive or active, conscious or unconscious, is part of the human condition. But it is not in integrity with our higher self. And it has, to be, has the potential to cause conflict both within ourselves and our world and divides rather than heals and transforms. Racism in our country is now systemic because for centuries it was inconvenient or unpopular to discuss or address. Claiming our high power of divine wisdom, harmonizing it with love and faith can help us discern a higher, more loving way forward as a nation on matters of racism and the pandemic. Our lives are spent in between these polarities, and this is why radical self-responsibility is critical minding and being clear about our thoughts and feelings and belief systems because these make up our consciousness and our consciousness is our life. Okay, the next slide, please. In his book, Discover the Power Within You, Unity Minister Eric Butterworth wrote, we are called to awaken from the sleep of a mortal consciousness to a consciousness of fulfillment and we are called to do it now. So a deep breath. What do you know at the core of your being? A power of wisdom or spiritual judgment can help us discern between truth or fiction, love and fear, 
This is the right judgment that Jesus spoke about in the Gospels. And research from the Harvard Graduate School of Education has proven that right or sound judgment helps you stay calm and centered, better manage uncomfortable feelings and difficult interactions, think more clearly and compassionately, discern where to direct your time or energy, sustain your enthusiasm, and achieve results. So this is part of your homework. You can start to consider it right now. How does wholeness, wellness, godness live in, through, and as you? How does wholeness, wellness, godness, allness live in, through, and as you? That's your homework, to reflect on that. And if necessary, to do the work of releasing attachment to those causes and conditions that lead us away from our center, which is God. Four tools that I found helpful in assisting me to recenter are unity core values, spirit-centered integrity, inclusion, love and action, and peace can serve as guideposts. Spending time in the silence, Unity prayer, which is very simply affirming the radical, wonderful truth of what is. And our five principles, God is, I am. Think it, pray it, live it. That's a formula for raising consciousness and for vibrant and victorious living. Next slide, please. So let's begin where we started, grounding in truth with a deep breath centering down. There is a story of a kindergarten child who had visited many churches in Europe with beautiful stained glass windows, who came back and the teacher was asking in class, does anyone know who the saints are? I know, I know, he replied. Saints are the people the light shines through. You friends are the saints of God. You are the people the light shines through. And as you affirm that radical, wonderful truth of what is, it transforms your life and ripples out into the world, awakening, healing, and transforming all that it touches. I'm going to close with an affirmative treatment for well-being written by Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore from the book Dynamics for Living. Some of you may be familiar with it. I've used it a couple of times before, but it seems timely as we discuss vibrant and victorious living. And so I invite you to drop into your hearts, to close your eyes if that's comfortable, and to know this with me. I am unlimited in my power. And I have increasing health, strength, life, love, wisdom, boldness, freedom, charity, and meekness, now and forever. I am now in harmony with Source and stronger than any mortal law. I know my birthright in pure being, and I boldly assert my perfect freedom. In this knowledge, I am enduring, pure, peaceful, and happy. I am dignified and definite, yet meek and lowly in all I think and do. I am one with, and I now fully manifest vigorous life, wisdom, and spiritual understanding. I am one with, 
and I now fully manifest love, charity, justice, kindness, and generosity. I am one with, and I now fully manifest infinite goodness and mercy. Peace flows like a river through my mind, and I am grateful for my oneness with the allness of God. Friends, join me in claiming this affirmation on the screen. Please know this with me. The quickening, vitalizing, free-flowing energy of spirit is working in me mightily, transforming me into newness of life. Let's affirm that again. The quickening, vitalizing, free-flowing energy of spirit is working mightily in me, transforming me into newness of life. May we carry this knowing with us back into our days, seeking to be the best Christ that we can be. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate your donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.